crackers and the crackers. I see in binary, I speak source code. Step on my toes, I'll post a million JPEGs of you in a fag pose. In your digital stance, hitting firewalled hoes. Cause I'm riding the net in my 6 fold I was a dick with my 56. Now with my cable, I'm able to get that stable. On the out, my name is Ace and I'm a Leo. On the digital highway, my name is Neo and I'm a hero. In a flash, I'll sue you on burning Dreamcast. You need some ISO? Let me through my hard drive rifle. Our exchange, you could never stifle. In a digital hug, you just caught the love bug. I bootlegged your CD. I caused the fight between Un and Jay-Z. You see, G, it's all gonna be free. Whether we take it by force or we take it nicely. You feel that rattle in your bones? When I tell you we just hacked out Jones? And NASDAQ leaves you flat on your back? Cause I am he who loves to hack and crack. Cause I am he who loves to hack and crack. Dedicated to the hackers and the crackers. Serial codes, source codes, ISOs, RANs, zip, zips. Dedicated to the hackers and the crackers. What? Wait a minute. What, what do we... We gotta do... Okay, yeah. I guess we gotta... I guess we gotta do something for this... For this lost week. This missing week that we've got in our schedule here. Because last week, we filmed the final episode... Of Ben Rev Radio, episode 156, the final episode of season three. But we don't do the first episode of season four of Ben Rev Radio until hope number six next weekend up in New York City. So, for this week's episode on Tuesday, July 18th, 2006, we've kind of got a gap, a missing week. Now, this should have been the first episode of season four this week, but. Then we'd be presenting episode two at Hope in New York, and that's not really a milestone of any kind, so we could just skip this week, or we could bring to you episode number 156.5, a half-level episode, and go back to an old Ben Rev tradition of a little something we like to call a telephonic craptacular. All right, what we're going to do now is play around with one of those um, survey numbers that you might get on receipts sometimes. Um, I go to uh, one of my favorite restaurants, Cracker Barrel, which I do get a lot of jokes about from Mr. Dual Parallel, our good friend. Um, but I seem to get a survey on every single one of my receipts from Cracker Barrel. So, being the curious one that I am, I always try to look and see how they come up with some of these codes, if it's randomly generated, if there's some sort of pattern, etc. So um, what I'm going to do first of all is just call the number on here, and that number is 1-888-678-5845. Now there's other numbers I've noticed as well, there's at least two numbers. For English. Press one. Welcome to Cracker Barrel's Guest Satisfaction Survey. We appreciate your participation and value your opinion. In order to complete this survey, you must be using a touchtone phone and have your survey invitation handy. If you'd like to speak to someone about a specific concern, please call 800-333-9566. Otherwise, please stay on the line to complete our survey. Word. Please locate the access code at the top of your invitation and enter it now. All right, so I'm going to enter in this access code. And you can decode the tones if you want. It's not a big deal. It's, for the most part, randomly generated, but we're going to talk about more about that a little later. At the end of the survey, you will be given a chance to enter a monthly drawing for a chance to win a Cracker Barrel rocker. Please answer the following questions about your visit to the Cracker Barrel where you received this invitation. All right. Press the key on your phone that best represents your response. To repeat any question, press the star key. Now, using a five-point scale where... Five is highly satisfied, four is satisfied, three is neither satisfied nor dissatisfied, two is dissatisfied, and one is highly dissatisfied. Please rate your overall satisfaction with your experience at this Cracker Barrel. Remember, five is highly satisfied, three is... Now, using a five-point scale where... 
Five is highly satisfied. Four is okay, satisfied. Three is neither satisfied nor dissatisfied. Two is dissatisfied. Right, yeah. And one is highly dissatisfied. Yeah, yeah. Please rate the taste of your food. It was wonderful. Thank you for your feedback. And now we'd like to enter you in our monthly drawing for a Cracker Barrel Rocker. Winners will be contacted by phone. You will only be contacted if you are a winner. Please enter your home telephone number beginning with the three-digit area code now. Oh, that would be 800-555-1212. The number you entered is area code 800-555-1212. If this is correct, press 1. If this is not correct, press 2. Right, to complete your entry, we must confirm that you are at least 18 years old to be eligible to participate. Please enter your age, followed by the pound sign, now. Well, I am exactly 18 years old. The age you have entered is 18. If this is correct, press 1. If it, you are now entered in the drawing. The winner will be notified within 45 days. For official rules, go to www.crackerbarrel.com forward slash sweepstake.cfm. Thank you for taking time to complete this survey. We appreciate your input and hope you'll visit Cracker Barrel again very soon. Goodbye. All right, well, I'm sure that I will. However, um, what we're going to do now is try to call this number back and see what happens if we tweak this access code a little bit because I know pretty much how this thing works now. Um, at least I have some guesses. So we're going to give it a shot. It may fail, um, but hey, that's how freaking goes sometimes. So let me just do a, uh, let's see, we're going to do a quick redial here or not. Okay, I guess we're just going to do a 1888 Six seven eight five eight four five. <coughs> now for English, press one. Welcome to Cracker Barrel's Guest Satisfaction Survey. We appreciate your participation and hey. value your opinion. In order to complete this survey, you must be using a touchtone phone and have your survey invitation handy. If you'd like to speak to someone about now, a specific concern, please call 800-333-9566. Otherwise, please stay on the line to complete our survey. Please locate the access code at the top Got of your... It. Oh, what happened? I shut her up. Invalid entry. Please listen to the Word. question again. Please locate the access code at the top of no. your invitation and enter it now. Okay, so the first three numbers are a store number, so I put that in, and then the rest of the numbers are some sort of sequential number. So what I'm going to do is put in six, seven, and then the last number I'm going to increment by one. At the end of the survey, you will be given a chance to enter a monthly drawing for a chance to win a Cracker Barrel rocker. Please answer the following questions about your visit to the Cracker Barrel where you received this invitation. All right, so that obviously worked. Simply incrementing the end of the number by one was allowing me to put it in. So I could <laughs> I could script this to automatically send in my phone numbers and stuff. I'm sure Asterisk could be programmed with a, with a script to simply hit this over and over again, which could be very, very interesting. But um, I'm going to try one more time just with totally random numbers and see if there's any difference with that. So...
Please locate the access code at the top of your invitation and enter it now. Now, first three numbers are a store number, so after that I'm just going to put in some random nine more characters. At the end of the survey, you will be given and a chance to enter a monthly no drawing for a chance to win a Cracker Barrel. Alright, so there's no kind of error checking. It's not cross-referencing any kind of database. Um, I don't know. I guess they're storing these and maybe returning them to the stores, individual stores, based on the uh, store number you put in there. Or maybe this is just something corporate is trying to do to track. Uh, but it is kind of interesting. I'm going to try one more thing. And... I wish the uh, message that they had on here at the beginning wasn't so long so I could pound through this a little bit faster. But I'm going to try just putting in a different random store number. Obviously, if I get a store number For that's English, incorrect, it's not going to work. Welcome to Cracker Barrel's Guest Satisfaction Survey. We appreciate your participation and value your opinion. In order to complete this survey, you must be using a touchtone phone and have your survey invitation handy. <laughs> If you'd like to speak to someone about a specific concern, please call 800-333-9566. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, please stay on the line to complete our survey. Please locate the access code at the top of your invitation and enter it now. All right, so I'm just going to put in a random store number as well and then put in nine more random digits invalid entry Ooh. please listen to the question again please locate the access code at the top of your invitation and enter it now alright I'm gonna put in another valid store number that I have here and I'm gonna put in one off invalid entry please listen to the question again please locate the alright so that's very interesting that if I put in a certain store number and put in a bunch of random strings after it, it seemed to work. But when I put in something that should have been, that is actually a valid store number, uh, it could be that there's a time frame. It does say that you have to take this within seven days. And let's see, am I within seven days on this one? Yes, I am. So maybe it's a timing. But I put in random numbers, so... Maybe simply the fact that I'm doing something close to a sequence, it knows what range to be expecting. So maybe it has got somewhat has been programmed smart enough to expect only certain numbers within a certain range. Maybe that's reported to the main database. But regardless of that fact, still somewhat interesting. Still probably could be scripted pretty doggone easily to automatically go in and vote. Probably using someone else's vote. I don't know if it'll lock me out. Actually, let's try that. That's a good question. I'm going to call in one more time and reuse the original number and yeah press one for English yada yada wish I could fast forward this part for and English let's see what happens if I press welcome the same to Cracker Barrel's satisfaction before. survey we appreciate your participation and value your opinion in order to complete this survey you again. must be using a touchtone phone and have your invalid. survey invitation handy if you'd like to speak to someone about a specific concern, please call 800-333-9566. Yeah, we got that memorized. Otherwise, please stay on the line to complete our survey. Please locate the right. access code at the top of your invitation we'll and enter it, it now. Okay, we're going to go back to the original number. Um, I have already completed this survey. It was the very first one that I called in. And let's see what happens if I put in the same number again. At the end of the survey, you will be given a chance to enter a monthly drawing wow. for a chance to win a Cracker Barrel Rocker. It absolutely did not stop me from re putting in the same access code over again. That's very, very interesting. So, um, I'm not sure what to make of that. It looks like there's little to no security involved in that whatsoever. So, maybe that's a project for another time. We've talked on a couple episodes of Binary Revolution Radio about these new forms of viral marketing that are starting to be used in television shows. Uh, for example, Lost is one I know I've specifically talked about, where they mix in fake commercials or product placement within the show itself that has phone numbers or website addresses or things like that in them to get people to then go to different websites or call these numbers 
to see what's going on, and they mix the plot of the show in there along with advertising. So one of these shows, Lost, has a phone number that you can call, and when you do, you get a message um, and voicemail boxes for some of the characters from the show Lost. And some people have recorded these numbers, and I thought we'd mix a few of them in here. So I apologize for some of the quality on some of these. I did not record them myself, but we'll see if we can clean them up as best we can. And start with the first one, which is 1-877-H-A-N-S-O-R-G. That's Hanso Organization, I believe. So let's take a listen. Welcome to the Hanso Foundation, reaching out to a better tomorrow. If you know your party's extension, you may enter it now. For general information, press 1. For Alvar Hanso, press 2. For Thomas Spinner Middlewerk, press 3. For Hugh McIntyre, press 4. For Peter Thompson, press 5. Thank you. And Namaste. So, uh, I think it was a week or two later, they changed the message on there just slightly to have this uh, kind of pirate station, or not station, but a pirate uh, message broken through um, that kind of supposedly added to the plot just a bit. And this is that message. Welcome to the Hansel Foundation reaching out to a better tomorrow. If you know your party's extension, you may enter it now. For general information, press 1. For Alvar Hanso, press 2. For Thomas Spinner Middlewerk, press 3. For Hugh McIntyre, press 4. For Peter Thompson, press 5. Thank you. And namaste. They not only did they simply put up a message, but it was actually interactive, a true voicemail box system. And if you press each one of those buttons, as you heard on there, 
you would hear the messages that we are about to play sequentially. So if you press 1, the first message, and 2, etc., etc. Welcome to the Hansel Foundation, reaching out to a better tomorrow. If you know your party's extension, you may enter it now. For general information, press 1. Det er alt for mig i aften, at blive her for om lidt for den nyheder efterfulgt af klassisk rock for 60'erne og 70'erne, inkluderet en eksklusiv afspilling af Geronimo Jacksons første komplette album, Magna Carta. Lige efter et par ord fra vores sponsor. Welcome to Verizon's voice messaging service. The Hansel Foundation is located at 544 Prasand Klingbai, DK 1604. Use that password on the website. Breaking string. They're coming. You've reached the office of Alvar Hanso, President and CEO of the Hanso Foundation. Where is Alvar Hanso? What have they done with him? Who is in charge? You've reached the office of Dr. Thomas Werner Mittelwerk, Senior Vice President, COO, and Chief Technologist of the Hanso Foundation. I will be unreachable for the next three weeks. However, for those employees of Pake Heavy Industry and Widmore Corporation engaged in active projects, I will be continuously updating the confidential information line. Please refer to your project manual for hotline access instructions. Thank you, and namaste. Hi, this is Hugh McIntyre, Vice President and Communications Director of the Hansel Foundation. I'll return to the office in two weeks. If you're calling about the inquiry into our Korean offshore project, please hang up and contact our legal department. To hear more information about Jupe, the world's oldest orangutan, please refer to our website, thehansofoundation.org. Thank you, and namaste. Message one. Hugh, Thomas. Just got the changes. Good work. Uh, we should go ahead and rename the accelerated remote viewing training facility as well. We've got to try and put a public face on all this. Call me. Message two. Hugh, it's Darla. I need to talk to you about Sri Lanka. This just isn't right. And messages. Goodbye. <coughs> Hello, you've reached the office of Peter Thompson, Vice President, General Counsel, and Secretary of the Hanso Foundation. Mr. Thompson is not available to take your call. If this is regarding the inquiry into the Korean offshore project, we must regretfully decline to comment. Give me the phone, Irene. Give me the... Give me it! This is Peter Thompson. As Chief Legal Officer, I wish to remind those who make threats against me and my colleagues or any representative of the Widmore Corporation or Pake Heavy Industry that these acts are criminal. Make no mistake, we will locate and prosecute you to the fullest extent of the law. That's a promise. Namaste. Now, this next little clip is something that was actually on a website, Yahoo Australia website, that is supposedly a recording of some of the Hanso people. Um, I think I'm going to play just this last one and then move on because this is not a show about lost the telephonic craptacular, but since these are some interesting uses of telephones and tying them into TV and other forms of media, I thought them interesting. This is just a short clip of, uh, well, I guess what we are to assume is a recorded conversation of some kind. I admit the fire sets us back, but all we've really lost is time. And Vigibonofsky. 
If his family goes they public... They won't. I've seen to that. We're already funneling millions into your mental programs without knowing if this equation's even... You say it like it's an insult. Mental programs. The mental health appeal is the centerpiece of all our future plans. Tom, we're not disputing the theory. But take a step back. How can we ever know with certainty we're working with the real Valenzetti equation? Because, Peter, I am certain. What does Hanso have to say? Hanso is totally on board. Yeah, it would be nice if he made an appearance. Do you want to see Alva Hanso, Peter? Why don't you watch the orientation film? He talks all about the Valenzetti equation. I'll send you the DVD. It's not for me, Tom. It's for our partners. <sighs> then let me be clear. This is the equation. Now, if you believe the web geeks, legend says Valenzetti never even kept a copy of it for himself, and that's true. He offered it to the UN. They didn't want it. But Alva Hanso did. Hanso wanted to carry out research. Good work based on the Valenzetti equation. And in exchange, Valenzetti donated it to us. No, he donated it to Alvar Hanso. And we have no way of knowing if he gave us the real equation. Do I work for you, Peter, or do you work for me? Who cured your cancer? Tell me. I want to hear you say it. You did, Tom. Then this conversation is over. So, the interesting thing about all of this is that the messages that you dial in on the phone are, for the most part, little additions to the plot um, that are kind of fun and not so bad because they're not playing commercials exactly in the messages themselves. They probably realized that as soon as people started hearing any kind of commercials or advertising, they would pretty much hang up the phone. However, well, that being said, there was a little mention of Verizon there. Some of the freaks probably heard that mention on simulation of Verizon voice mailbox. But other than that, most of the stuff was kind of plot-related and pointing you to websites. And when you go to the websites that they mention in some of these messages and other hidden uh, URLs in the show and things like that, that's when they start throwing advertising at you. And it's an interesting phenomenon, viral marketing as they call it, where they're implanting this in there. Uh, one of the defenses that the uh, broadcasting companies use to defend this is that so many people are using DVRs, TiVos, etc., that they're fast-forwarding and skipping all their commercials. And this sort of product placement and viral marketing is a way for them to still sell to advertisers and get the viral marketing, get it out there, and uh, still do some product placement and make some money via advertising in lieu of the supposed alleged lost commercials. So it's kind of interesting what they're doing, um, but it is somewhat adding to the plot of the shows. There's obviously going to be a line at some point that gets crossed where you're just blatantly advertising people to death, uh, just like those long four- or five-minute commercial breaks that people get tired of and have, have to put up with all these years, and now we find a way around it. Um, at least this type of marketing, this type of advertising, at least... It's optional. You don't have to go follow it up. So they're going to cross the line when they start forcing people to. But for right now, it's kind of interesting, and it actually gives you some benefit and additional entertainment value for the shows that you're watching. Now, Lost is not the only show to start using this sort of viral marketing and voicemails and messages. Uh, there's some other shows that have been doing similar things. One of them is some show called Prison Break. I don't know anything about this show. I don't watch it, but we're going to dial the number. One of these characters has a phone number tattooed on his arm, and someone noticed that it is not a 555 number. Most phone numbers used in a TV show are 555 exchanges, which are usually reserved and indicate a fake number. But this one was not. Only one 
hope you're okay. If you're getting this message, it might mean that I'm not. When this is over, you still have one thing left to do. I'm trusting you, Michael, to do it. Be safe. Unfortunately, the system cannot process your entries. Please try again later. Goodbye. And that's pretty much all there is to that. Uh, the number, if anybody does want to call it, is 312-909-3529. And if you actually look that up, that is from Chicago, Chicago, Illinois, and uh, Chicago, Illinois, and I think a cell phone. Uh, I'm not positive about that, but if you look up the number in exchange, the MPN exchange, it looks like it's a cell phone from Chicago. Another show that's very popular among some of you out there is a little show called 24, which has been very successful. And they've also done a little uh, gimmick, if you will, by putting in a phone number in the show. And we're going to give that a call. The phone number is 310-597-3781. While the next tel subscriber you are trying to reach is located. Por favor, espere mientras el cliente de Nextel al que está llamando es localizado. Sorry, but the mailbox belonging to Nextel phone for 24 is full. It cannot accept any more messages. Please try again later. Goodbye. Well, I guess they got owned, but that sounds like that was a real phone. And if I remember hearing correctly, the number that they flashed on there was really, really quick, and the only way to have seen it would have been a TiVo it. And I guess it was the real cell phone number of somebody on the cast or or on the crew or something like that. So um, they decided to go ahead and play along with it and actually put some recordings, I guess, at the beginning. Unfortunately, they don't seem to be there now. And allow people to leave messages so uh, I guess since the show is over for the summer they probably have a full mailbox and aren't checking that anymore but it was still an interesting number nonetheless so the message in all of this is as you're watching your shows look for numbers that they're intentionally putting in there uh, even unintentionally putting in there Uh, 555 exchange is an indication that it's probably a fake number not necessarily, but almost always, you'll hear 555 for the exchange, no matter what the area code and stuff is. But TiVo, freeze frame, and maybe you'll find some interesting stuff out there that you can share with us and put on a future episode of the show. All right, so we recorded something a little while back about Cracker Barrel and their receipts and how they have these little surveys and contests on there that are enter you into a prize drawing when you dial a number and put in this access code. Well, I've gone to Cracker Barrel a few more times since then, and I've gotten a few other receipts that I've been trying to watch because I really like breaking stuff like this down. I don't know why, because I'm a hacker. Um, And I did notice there is a pattern to which phone number they give you. I mentioned before that there were at least two numbers. Well, one number that they give you is that drawing that you heard earlier, which is probably some random crap drawing, and you have to enter in your phone number for them to contact you. Well, I've gotten a few other receipts here that say... Uh, Most of them are get a free dessert um, by calling in and completing the survey. And it has a different number. It's an 877 instead of an 888. Still an 8. doesn't matter. But uh, we're going to call this and see if this one goes any differently. And it's supposed to give me a validation code. It's supposed to read it back to me when I complete this. So we're going to see what happens if I try this one multiple times and try to randomly put in some numbers on this because I can actually get a free dessert out of this deal. So we're going to dial 1877. Six seven eight nine eight seven three. Curious as if it's the same message also. For English, press one. Why, yes, it Welcome is. Welcome to Cracker Barrel's Guest Satisfaction Survey. We appreciate your participation and value your opinion. In order to complete this survey, you must be using a touchtone phone and have your survey invitation handy. 
If you'd like to speak to someone about a specific concern, please call 800-333-9566. Otherwise, please stay on the line to complete our survey. Please locate the access code at the top of your invitation and enter it now. All right. Okay, again, the store number and this seemingly not random but sequential number. And this one is a valid number. At the end of the survey, you will be given a validation code to write on your receipt. Please answer the following questions about your visit to the Cracker Barrel where you received this invitation. Press the key on your phone that best presents your response. To repeat Can't any question, ahead, press sure. the star key. Now, using a five-point scale where oh, don't five is highly satisfied, again. four is satisfied, three is neither satisfied nor oh, dissatisfied, two is dissatisfied, and one is highly dissatisfied. Please rate your overall satisfaction. Now, in a five-point scale where five is highly satisfied, four is satisfied, three is neither satisfied yeah, nor yeah, dissatisfied, two is dissatisfied, and one is highly dissatisfied. Please eat the taste of your food. Thank you for your feedback. Okay. Now you'll need a pen to write your validation code right. on your receipt. Here is your validation code. One, four... Two, five, six. That code again is one, four, two, five, six. You can now take your validated receipt to any Cracker Barrel store and redeem the offer. Thank you for taking time to complete this service. Yeah, you're welcome. Any Cracker Barrel store, which is interesting, that means this is not something that's on a store-by-store -store basis. It has to be looking this up somehow or there's some kind of algorithm programmed programmed into their system. Either way, well actually if there's a pro if there's an algorithm program into their system to match this up, then it could be duplicated externally of the store or restaurant or whatever you want to call this place. Now I'm gonna call back with that same code and see if it lets me use the same one again and see if it gives me the same validation code. English, press 1. But I yeah, yeah. Welcome to Cracker Barrel's Guest Satisfaction Survey. We appreciate your participation and value your opinion. In order to complete this survey, you must be using a touchtone phone and have your survey invitation handy. If you'd like to speak to someone about a specific concern, please that. call 800-333-9566. Otherwise, please stay on the line to complete our survey. Please locate the access code at the top of your invitation and enter it now. Access code, okay. We're going to use the same one again just to see if it'll let us and then we'll hang up right away. Uh, where's my access code? At the end of the survey, right, so let's we'll be given the a same validation code to write on. All right, so there's no point in doing that all the way through. Actually, we should have seen if it gave me the same validation code, but I was too anxious and didn't feel like hearing that recording all over again. But what I do have is a handful of receipts here, and I'm going to call them all and get the access code for each one of them. And I'm not going to bore you with the details um, because it talks too slow and it reads the same damn numbers to me like I can't memorize it. And then it warns me that I need a touchstone phone after it's already prompted me once to enter one for English. So I'm not going to put you guys through that again. I'm going to record. I'm going to uh, do all this separately and uh, record my findings probably in the Benra forum somewhere. So keep an eye out for it. So I've had some clips that I've been wanting to work into the regular episodes of Binary Revolution Radio, but I haven't quite been able to work them in. So I thought I'd go ahead and sandwich them all together here in a row and put them on this special episode. Uh, these are clips from a TV show on Comedy Central from one of my favorite comedians, David Spade. I think is hilarious. And he does a segment each week, each episode, called There I Said It, where he talks about a lot of uh, funny topics, and some of them are very internet-specific, so I'm going to play a series of those right now. 
Um, they're floating around out on the interweb if you want to go look for the complete series. But I've got four or five here that address specific topics that I thought, thought that our listeners might find very close to home. Uh, the first one here is uh, just some funny comments about message boards and how they work. And since uh, our forums have some of these same type problems and issues, I thought that was a good one to start with. And he continues talking about MySpace, the Internet, and porn, and all kinds of things that we talk about on the show. So I think uh, we'll just let Mr. Spade speak for himself. Logs are saying with our web guy, Serge. Serge, what's going on? David, the Internet's really buzzing about this whole Denise pussycat doll thing. All right, great. What are they saying? Bobby Miko says her daughter's middle name should be on the Pola. Like Lola on the Pola. Do you get that? Yes, I get it. Go ahead. Rifki82 says, I still live at home, so I don't need to see another bad mom stumbling around in her underwear. Egg Dog responds, your mom walks around in her underwear. Maybe I can come over and give her a MILF mustache. That's nice. What else is going on? Then there's a lot of stuff about you at the beach with your shirt off. Do you want to hear it? No, I don't think so. Hardy Pants says he looks like the Michelin Man pregnant with twins. I said no, sir. I said no. Serge, the web guy, everybody. That's one of our interns. Singer Ashley Simpson is refusing to acknowledge reports that she had cosmetic surgery to remove a distinctive bump she had on her nose. Simpson did admit, however, that people recently stopped asking her for Owen Wilson's autograph. <laughs> How's it going? Let's face it, the Internet is the final word on everything, especially rumors. So to see what the public thinks about Ashley's rumored nose job, we go to our very own web guy, Serge. Serge, what are the message boards saying, pal? Hey, David. Uh, the Internet's really buzzing about this one. <laughs> Dex Fango says, now her nose can fit up my ass. Blinky13 says, LOL, her new nose is cute. So cute, I'd like to donate a milk mustache for my charitable balls. <laughs> and Pimp Cat says, OMG, speaking of boners, what's up with Jessica? I want to dry hump her mic stand. So, Serge, is this what message boards are really like? Pretty much. Mitch46 says, who gives a shit about this lip-syncing, annoying, lying bitch? <laughs> Hollywood92 responds, number 46, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and Blinky13 says, how does Hollywood92 type with all that cock in his face? Interesting. Okay, I think I get the picture, Serge. Is there anything else going on online? Oh, uh, do you want to hear what they're saying about you? Ah, uh, not really, but... Uh... <laughs> Sure, it's all positive. Blinky 13 says, if Tinkerbell and Charles Nelson Riley had a kid, I it's said I don't want to hear it. Right, thank you. Good work, Serge. Keep it up. Third guy. Web guy. I've been doing some thinking. The FCC is on a rampage lately about indecency. Last week, CBS lost their appeal of the Janet Jackson nipple incident. Is it just me or are the commercials actually worse than the shows? Remember that Carl's Jr. ad where a cheeseburger got to third base with Paris Hilton? <laughs> now every time I get my burger, I shine a black light on it just to make sure there's no, you know, funny stains. You watch CSI. Listen, I'm no prude, but now everywhere I turn, there's a boob. That's why I turn so much, Adam. <laughs> Have you seen the newsstand lately? It should be hidden under a giant mattress. There's too much skin out there. Because some of the fun of sex is the mystery. It is. I'm not talking, is that a guy or a girl mystery? Because that's not fun. Trust me. And it bothers me that teenage guys, they don't have to work for it. They don't have to bust their ass not to see naked women. The computer? Are you joking? If you had given a 12-year-old Davy Spade a magical machine that could play all the porn in the world, I would not be here right now. My mom would still be knocking on my door. Honey, Davey, I'm worried you haven't eaten in 15 years. <laughs> Listen, I didn't want to be a fireman when I was growing up. I wanted to be a red bathing suit. <laughs> Check out these mega nips. What happened? Did both boobs tell a lie? But despite an unprecedented effort, these party hats stayed inside the suit. Today, nipple slips won't even get you in the game. The ante has been up to full boob slips. 
Lindsay Lohan recently that let the whole tat out of the bag and it didn't even make the paper. Paris Hilton could nurse a monkey at a Lakers game and it wouldn't shock anyone. Maybe the monkey. Maybe. Parents are telling their teenage daughters, hey, you can't go out dressed like that. You look like a whore. And the girl's like, really? Thanks, Mom. And have you seen the Abercrombie & Fitch catalog lately? Seriously, is, is it me or is this uncomfortably close to this dude's pubes? <laughs> Guys, here's a hint. Don't wear your pants so low, you gotta shave your Mount Pubula before a job interview. What's that weird muscle going down there, too? I don't like any of it. And how about this ad for Dolce & Gabbana? Come on, I didn't have that much grass in my Easter egg basket. And it used to be the ladies had a little modesty about waxing their area. Back in the day, the only Brazilian people spoke openly about was Pele. All right? Now you hear girls jabbering on about their bikini wax while you're in line at Starbucks. Oh, you went with a heart? I got a cute little lightning bolt. And my friend got rid of all the carpet and went hardwood. All right, ladies. Come on, let's get back to shag, or at least a little burber. And just a tip, gals, beware of any guy that likes his girls looking like a five-year-old. Seriously. So let's dial it down a crotch. I'm constantly horny. I can't walk around half-masked all day. I need some blood left in my brain to come up with these stupid jokes. There, I said it. Show. Lately, I've been thinking, what's the deal with MySpace? Website everyone's so cuckoo about. I have to admit, I'm a newbie. Up until now, I've only used the web for two things, to send email or download porn. In fact, my computer only has two keys. If you're not hip to MySpace, it's this website where young people can post pictures and info about themselves for anyone to see. When I first heard about it, I thought to myself, Finally, yellow pages for sex offenders. Why didn't I think of that? Okay, 12-year-old in Branson, Missouri, you have 235 friends. I get it. Old dudes want to molest you. Stop bragging. Your MySpace page can tell people what you're into. List your favorite bands and movie quotes. It's the internet version of decorating your high school locker. We all know how that goes. Just when you finish your Depeche Mode collage and are highlighting it with puffy paint, some jock comes along and rips it down and shoves you inside. So I've heard. <laughs> MySpace is a great way to keep in touch with friends who you don't care enough about to actually have a conversation with. Why bother calling to say, how are you, when you can just surf their page and post an MPEG of a guy farting on his cat? <laughs> of course, the most popular draw to MySpace are the naughty girls with their slutty self-portraits. I mean, how can young people stay faithful anymore? I imagine it's much easier to fight with your girlfriend knowing that 500 chicks are ready to give you naked pictures of themselves. When I was a kid, the only boob I saw was if Mademoiselle did an article on breast exams. We're looking at the bras and the Spiegel catalog, right? Kids, you got it made. It's a lot easier to rub it out to a hot, naked 22-year-old and spank it at the National Geographic tribeswoman with her muddy clacker tits. So I decided to check out MySpace. <laughs> Turns out I have like 15 fake MySpace profiles. Look, I don't care if someone's stalking me, but I can't have a guy telling the world I rollerblade, all right? Or that I'm a Scorpio. I'm nothing like a Scorpio. Or what about David Spade 13? This is a real quote from his page. Looking to meet a black Chinese tranny. <laughs> what? You know, black Chinese trannies are the largest MySpace group. But one thing all MySpacers agree on is the most popular friend in the MySpace world is Miss Tila Tequila. She's here tonight. So let's uh, look at some of your friends we have here. This is a uh, 
bling bling or something. I like his quote. I'm Rick James at Ching Chang Tong Tong. He went on a date. He went on a date. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hey, look. I've been going about this all wrong. Oh, my God. It's okay, Stormtrooper. We got it. All right. Uh, and you're friends with this other guy? This other guy is the founder, right? Yes. That is Tom, the James Chang MySpace, and he is everyone's friend by the book. So when you join, he's automatically. Oh, okay. So you get one. <laughs> so you can delete him. <laughs> you can delete him if you want. Oh, good. Now he seems cool. Sounds cool, yeah. I like how he's faking like he didn't know they were taking a picture. What? <laughs> uh, and so you can do stuff on this. Like, do you have a band? You can promote your band on there, right? Yes, I have a band, and uh, I will be making a very huge announcement on my MySpace page with um, the label and all Why that stuff. Uh, and uh, what about what's the band's name? Tequila City. Tequila. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> now you you said you're the queen of hustling. I like it. You're hustling with the band and with the music. All right, I'll have to log on. How many friends do you have at this point? I have nine hundred and seventy-three thousand. Oh God. Call me when you get a million. That's a story. All right. Tequila, everyone. We'll be right. And the last David Spade clip that we have is the one that I thought is most appropriate to the show, something that's very near and dear to our hearts, and I think you will all agree with his evaluation. All right. Good. Hey, I've been doing some thinking. You know, when it comes to technology, why can't it be like it is in the movies and TV? I want a computer as fast as the one in movies. What are they running on? OS meth? Seriously. The born supremacy Matt Damon hacks into a Swiss bank account with a power book in about three seconds flat. Meanwhile, I click on a thumbnail of a naked girl giving a blumpkin at cursedbludge.com, and I get that spinny rainbow. This thing is practically my screensaver. I love how fast all these hackers in movies are able to break into top secret computer files. The computer guys in the van is always, the files are encrypted. It's going to take some time. The hero goes, we don't have time. And he goes, oh, you don't? Okay, it's done. <laughs> Wait, that was a highly classified Pentagon file. It takes me longer to get rid of that ballsy little paper clip when I open Word. You know, thing always winking at me. A couple of nerds out there. Great. The computer guys always know exactly what to click. Hmm, what button should I press? Hmm, that one? Right. Or I could dance my way in. Remember this Fruit Loop from Ocean's 12? He outwits the museum's laser security system by dancing along with his iPod. The most unreal part, he's doing backflips and those crappy headphones never fall out. I can't even keep in my ears. I'm lying in a hammock watching a sunset. Nothing about computers is realistic. Look at Tom Hanks' inbox and you've got mail. Compare that with my inbox. Yeah. What? He's the only guy in America not getting penis enlargement spam? You order it once, you get annihilated. And how about cell phones? I want to know who provides Jack Bauer cell service on 24 because clearly he's not on my third world network phone. I don't want to name names, but it rhymes with Gerbizen. Ah, this guy figured it out. Depictions of the future are always way off. According to the Terminator movies, machines should have taken over the world right now, but somehow we're still in charge. And according to Back to the Future, we should have time-traveling cars already. And Blade Runner, that was set in L.A. in the year 2019. That's soon, Los Angeles. You better hurry up. And Harrison Ford, better slow down. And don't even get me started on 2001 A Space Odyssey. 2001? Come on, it's 2006. And I'm still waiting two hours to get on a Southwest flight with a bunch of drunk ass. Come on, let's get your together, technology. There. And that is going to be it for this non-episode of Binary Revolution Radio, the episode that does not exist, that you did not just hear or listen to. It's all a figment of your imagination. But before we leave, I did save a very special call for the very end of the show. I hope you'll be glad that you stick around to hear this, and that is going to do it. So, you will understand me in a few seconds when I tell everyone that we will see you next season, same jack time, same jack channel.
Hello, and welcome to the information line for the San Francisco Jacks, where you, too, may see the thing itself. The San Francisco Jacks is a group of men who like to jack off with like-minded men. Now, in our 23rd year, neither a business nor a religion, we are a public service institution. There will be no further meetings of the Jacks in the month of May, but we will participate in the Jacks uh, sponsorship of the Master Betathon at the Center for Sex and Culture on Saturday, 27th of May, starting at 5 p.m. Jacks may receive special passes. We will be meeting from now on, starting June 12th, at the Center for Sex and Culture, which is located at 398 11th Street at the corner of Harrison. Meetings, as always, will be the second and fourth Mondays. We will begin uh, opening the doors at 7.30, close the doors at 8.30. Please don't be late. This year's traditional post-parade pud pool and pecker pageant will take place on Monday, the 26th of June, not on Sunday. Don't be confused. Jack's rules are simple. Mandatory clothes check. J.O. play only. No cock-sucking, no butthole play. No obnoxious behavior. No poppers, for example. Smile and have fun. We ask a contribution of $7 to cover expenses. You may bring beverages in cans. Fetish wear is welcome. Group pecker play and creative scenes are highly encouraged. For more details, log on to our website, www.sfjacks.com. Come on down, join the Jacks in an evening of poetry in motion, where you too may see the thing itself. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. And our closing music real quick is the title track from Nerdcore Rising, the new CD from MC Frontalot. And this is sort of a little bit of a teaser for what might be in store for you. Those of you who will be attending our live show at Hope Number 6 in New York City. Try to dodge fans, but they keep swarming. MC Front of Lot's heart's huge. Let's have a housewoman. I love you so damn much, I'll sell you CDs. I'm greedy to get loved back like Ali Sheedy. In war games, I got more sayings and turns of phrase in my communist handbook than in my damn what I do with my ledger. I'll never get paid now. That distributor promised me checks, but didn't say how he was gonna locate the front. It's the anonymity. I'm a little bitty bit late to shun. Hate to run. Can't be tardy to my rally. Art must be free. It's the decree. The finale is my lecture on the evils of the R-I-double-A Have they gonna sue you Every single time You hit play Delay must revolt What's that you say Kids are pirating The front a lot Oh no I got betrayed It's true Front a lot That's the truth I need you To buy my CD So I can buy food It's true Front a lot the case to my fan base for years and tears at my show. Somebody buy me a ride home. Now I got something I could barter for services. Yo, don't let the major labels get word of this. Some girder list, free falling towards riches. Gonna sell so many CDs that I can afford britches and a shirt and a hat to go with it. I get specific cause my fantasy is that vivid. I'm gonna buy gadgets that don't do anything but beep and blink. Then I'll go out in public and buy drinks. But it's contingent on your pony enough. Wait, you got my record on a bit touring? Fine. Seems like there's no DRM, but I'll explode your computer like Cobra done to G.I. Joe on the episode about computer viruses. Oh, look, there's the ledger overflowing with minuses. My spinelessness in the face of the starvation projected by my cash flow evokes the hesitation I once harbored as regards the tune vending. If only the nerd kids aversion to spending money on data got inverted somehow. I'd be making my way through all the dollars with the plow, but instead I'm down on the ground on my knees begging y'all to believe my CD isn't free. Because if, I mean, if you were going to throw it out, then I would eat the rest of it. I, I was just saying. But 
But if you're not going to throw it out, then, you know, go ahead and, I mean, you should finish it quickly. It's dripping, and you're wasting it, I mean. And it is, you know, it's lime, which is, like, my favorite flavor of possible. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.